I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, uh, okay, many of you don't understand what our president is saying. How many of you keep making fun of Brandon? I mean, Biden. Listeners, I completely understand what he is saying. I understand him. He's made it so very clear. So if you don't understand it, it's completely your fault. Here he's talking about Petey Pablo spinning the shirt on his head like a motorcycle. He also states that if you're going to have a swimming truck in your front sidewalk to make sure it's in the month of spring November. And the last thing he touched on is this new mandate which consists of not being allowed to plant Skittle plants because it will attract pests like Jake the Dog and Finn the Human the fun will never end. It's adventure time. See guys, super easy, piece of cake, piece of crumb cake. And remember, Joe Biden will be in one state today, either semi-conscious or confused. Out of place, we ain't caring about your feelings, yeah. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven, then you out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news page, we gon' keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. We took the red pill. Every image in the video talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing Stephen Daniel, author, artist, all around great guy. Why does it hurt when you bite your tongue by accident, but it doesn't hurt when you bite your tongue on purpose? And why are you biting your tongue right now? Hello, my lovely listeners. I hope you had a fantastic end to 2021 and your holiday was great and you are ready to start this new year with great optimism. It's 2022 and I'm ready to get this year started. I got some fun plans for the podcast and some changes. The first thing I'm going to do is changing the way I do the monologues. I'm going to try not sounding like a little whiny I was listening to the episode of Finding Joy in Life the other day, loving the message in that episode, but in the monologue, I felt like I was and complaining about politics way too much, and I was taking too damn long to get the episode started. So I'm going to try to do my best to not use the monologues to complain about politics and shit. I will say hi, give you the updates, and tell you what to expect in the episode and move on. Another thing I'm doing with the podcast is bringing in some more hosts. I want to give y'all more variety. I love Brit's segment. I love in the past where I've done other shows like Sex Talk with Rachel. I want more of that type of entertainment for you lovely listeners. One of the shows coming to Out of Place is the King Ducky show. You have heard this new host already. He was the voice of the phone guy in the Halloween special and he was Rudolph in the Christmas special. After watching him on Twitch, which his link to his channel is in the description, but after watching and talking to him, I felt like he would be a great addition to the Out of Place family. Another show coming to Out of Place is High Noon. This show is everything and anything that has to do with the Western world. In December 2021, I went to Vegas with my father-in-law. We stayed there for a week, and during that time, NFR was happening. And if you don't know what that is, it's the National Final Rodeo. I found that world so very interesting. We went to the NFR convention at the Vegas Convention Center since it was free to go, and it was amazing. I had a great time. I was even close to buying an authentic, badass cowboy hat there, but I didn't go through with it because I felt like I really need to take my time to find the right one one day. Anyways, as 
as I was walking around checking out the trucks, the booze, the trailers, the hats, the guns, and eating some beef jerky, I thought that it would be great to have someone talk about things from that world. High Noon will cover all of that, everything from folklore to movies to ranching to music to rodeos to business and fashion. I could see Out of Place growing big and having a High Noon booth at these type of conventions in the future. The next show I want to do is Wine and Shine. This show is a woman's show, talking about life from a woman's perspective. It ain't going to be a man-hating show, just something fun for women. The next show coming to Out of Place is Geek Soup. This will cover games, comic books, manga, graphic novels, films, shows, anime, pretty much anything geeky. The next show is The Boombox. In season one, I showcase songs from many indie musicians and stop due to the copyright I learned that even though I got a written permission from the artist, most of the time they don't own the rights to their songs. With all that said, recently there has been many listeners who asked to bring music back to the podcast. So I want to have a segment that talks indie music. I really want to continue supporting the independent musicians. And what better way than to have a whole show dedicated to it? The next show is called Across the Circus. This will be our politics show and will really test your trigger because this show will be speaking facts and not caring about your feelings as the host will be pointing out all the from all political parties. There will be a couple more shows to announce later in the year, so I'll wait to announce those in the future. I'm excited for all of these shows coming to Out of Place Season 3. If you are interested in hosting one of these shows, or maybe you have a unique idea you want to bring to the Out of Place podcast, follow the link next to my name in the description and contact me. Oh, and before you freak out, the VO nonsense, which a lot of people like, is not going away. I am just going to make them better. Instead of the small, silly skits that I've been doing, and then only doing the big one for the holidays, I want to do the big project like i done for those holiday specials. I want that same quality. I also would like to do what I've done before is work with other writers to bring you guys amazing content. The audio dramas will be split up so the episode won't be so long when I include all the new shows coming. So be ready to hear some great audio dramas that you've heard late last year. Speaking of writers, I am even changing my career as an author. I am no longer going to write fiction novels. Why? Because I suck at grammar. My Nightmare Lane book, which is available on Amazon, is a good story, and I think you lovely listeners would love it too, if your mind is as sick as mine. The story is not the problem. Like I said, it is the grammar. I have had many people read it, and they all tell me the same thing. The story is great, but the grammar needs help. I really tried fixing it on my own, but I've learned that when authors edit their own story, they only look to edit the structure and they bypass the grammar other independent authors that i've met they got lucky and they were like hey i got my spouse to edit my friend or family member to edit and i'm like well good for you i don't have that luxury i have had people offer but they're empty offers they are kind and want to help they genuinely want to help but when i ask when they don't have a time frame because what guess what they are busy too they have going on in their lives i offer money to them and they say no no no, i don't want to take your money but i'm like money helps get it done as soon as possible then to get it done professionally it would cost me around three thousand dollars to five thousand dollars for each book that's a lot of money to a broken dependent author just to get this edited but then something occurred to me in october of 2021 it'll be one of those things where you say damn i should have done that a long time ago why didn't i think of this before 
is one of those things. So let me backtrack before I reveal what I'm going to do. Sorry, this is what talkative people do. They take forever to get to the point. Anyways, many of you already know that after high school, I wanted to direct and produce films. Life me and I never went that route. However, my awesome father, Daniel, gave me some great advice. He said that there is always more than one path to the same goal. That's when I wanted to turn all of my film ideas into books with the hope of one day producing a film. I got really excited for this. Started writing down all my plans of the books and trilogies and franchises. I, I, it was all in my head. I was super excited. Fast forward to now and my motivation for writing more books was lost. I got turned off by that grammar but then in october 2021 i got back into reading graphic novels as i was looking for the perfect one for the halloween special and if you haven't listened to it do it but after this episode anyways looking at the many comic books mangas and graphic novels i realized that the most popular ones don't have the best detailed drawings of people it is the storytelling that made the comics popular just look at the walking dead one night looking at the batman graphic novel i said you know what i can do this the paneling is pretty much what a director envisions so that is going to be my big change for my writing career i'm going to transition to creating graphic novels so all of my ideas that i wanted to turn into books are now going to be graphic novels i'm good at storytelling i'm good at directing and i'm okay enough to draw so i'm very excited for this new adventure my goal with this podcast is to get to the point where I can pay the host and pay for marketing and maybe one day have a nice studio in a commercial space. My goal with the graphic novels is to one day have my own booth at Comic-Con with people dressing up as one of my characters, and I can't wait for both of those things to happen. Today's episode is going to be a short one. As I mentioned last year that both the month of December and January, I was going to be very busy and I wouldn't have the normal amount of time I usually put into an episode. So February Everything should be back to Norman until the military moves us in the summer, which I'll probably have to take another break. Steven, you're moving to, to, to where? I don't know. But when I know, you'll know. For the touchy topic, I'm going to be talking about sensitive people, the snowflakes of the world. You know, the whiners and the pieces of that get offended by every thing. Oh, and there will not be a Big Vinny and Lenny this episode. I know that in September of last year, I said that it was going to be one for January. Time got away from me. And this is what also happened. I'm writing the script, right? And for those of you that don't write scripts, if it's formatted correctly, each page should equal to one minute. Anyways, I have 50 pages all written up, three quarters from being done. Then as I started thinking about the story, I realized that even though it was epic, it was too serious. I'm talking the Godfather level of serious. I started thinking that this is not Big Vinny and Lenny. Those guys are over the top funny and insane. All of their skits was never serious. So I wanted their send off to be weird, funny, and have you asking what the f*** was that? It's Big Vinny and Lenny, so we have to do it big and ridiculous. It's the only way to do it, right? So I'm going to take my time on working on the script and make sure Big Vinny and Lenny's send off is funny and epic. All right, so let's get this episode started. Get your favorite drink, relax, and enjoy the episode. Time to get touchy. Get ready to be triggered. Sensitive topics. Oh, look, they're about to cry. All consensus will see. Nobody likes a snowflake. What is Steve's problem today? What starts with an O and ends with eons? And sometimes make people cry. If you're thinking onions, uh -uh, you're wrong. It's opinion. Listeners, what the f***? 
fuck happened? Why is everyone so overly sensitive today? It feels like more and more people are joining the I'm so offended herd. Every day there is someone who is easily offended by something not offensive and is driving me nuts. You can't just like something or dislike something anymore. You have to really love it or really hate it. You can't be in the middle. I've been called an even more now because they don't like that I don't pick a side. They don't like that I play devil's advocate. And before I get started, I want to say something about the people working in the service industry. Verbal abuse from customers is not okay. Dealing with verbal abuse is not in the description of customer service industry worker. There was a woman that I saw on social media who was telling a story about one of her co-workers. She said a piece of guy called one of her co-workers a dumb over an overpriced cup of coffee. She was saying that the co-worker was one of the nicest people to work at the coffee shop. And this snowflake verbally abused that nice worker to the point that she had to walk away and go to the bathroom because she needed to cry. That made her feel so awful over a cup of coffee. That is a piece of And that is the type of people that I'm going to be talking about this episode. There were other things that happened recently that made me want to talk about the sensitive pricks out there. The first one was when people was labeling Michael Myers as a homophobe. The latest iteration of this now being accused by the sensitive for killing a same-sex couple in the latest Halloween Kills movie. Us normal folks don't care who he kills as long as he kills and it's entertaining. But so many sensitive people were so offended because the gay couple was among the body count. I think they started complaining because Chucky showed some empathy in his show and now the snowflakes felt that Michael Myers needed to be more open-minded as to whom he kills. Really? He kills everyone in his path. You can say that he's an equal opportunity slasher. It doesn't matter who you are, what your skin color is, what your pronouns are, or what your made-up gender is. You will get killed by Michael Myers if you're his target part is that all of this is fiction that's when you know people are too sensitive they get upset at something that's not real the other thing that bothered me recently was hearing people going behind the scenes to the wonderful actors that i've worked with saying things like hey don't work for steven he's toxic to women or my favorite you should stop auditioning for him he is a white privileged i'm an yes but they didn't even bothered to look at my damn picture or how about this one steven is racist and offensive and it's a fat nasty little and these are not from the same person and i really don't care what they say i know who they are and i choose to ignore them maybe they're jealous maybe they're going through some so i feel sorry for them that's why i'm not going to engage with them these individuals can keep spreading that because i know that the more we grow the more people are going to act like this i'm just happy that the people who do work for me really like doing it That's why over time you hear the skits, you hear the same actors or actresses because they enjoy working for the podcast. And because they like working with me, they give me a heads up. I Listen, I try my best to be a good director to these wonderful voiceover actors. But you know, there will always be a few that spoils it for everyone else or try to spoil it. And I refuse to let them be successful at it. I am always getting hate for out of place, and I know that I'm going to continue getting hate. But you know what keeps me going is you lovely listeners. The voiceover community that I work with are fantastic people. Many listeners love to tell me their stories about what happened to their lives. Another thing that I love that keeps me going is there are many listeners that love to tell me their stories about what happened in their life, and then they could relate to the episode that they love. 
or when a certain episode made them feel a certain way. For example, the Father's Day episode, there was a couple of people that reconnected with their father because of it. For the Feeling Lonely episode, there's many people that were like, you know, I feel the same way. For the She's Toxic episode, there was many husbands and boyfriends that were like, you know what? My ex-girlfriend, my ex-wife did this, did that. So all of this, talking with people, that is what keeps me going. So I say those sensitive The next thing that made me want to talk about these sensitive sheeples is just watching the American government acting like little. Now, I know across the world, there's other government people that act like little, but I don't really pay attention to it. Sometimes I do, depending on where I'm getting my news. But this is all I hear from our government. They're just whiny little. They're just they're they're not listening to us. They're not wearing masks. They're not afraid anymore. Why don't they let us control them? And everything in their lives. I don't care if thousands of deaths and over 150,000 of injuries in December happened due to the vaccines and it got reported to VAERS. The American people shouldn't do anything without the mask or vaccine. What do they think? They're free? Huh? They're free humans? We've been trying to make them afraid from the big bad Trump, but it's like they don't even care anymore. I just don't get it. What is wrong with this country? Why don't they just listen? They don't know that I am a loving politician. This is the same complaining I've been hearing for the past year. This government is a joke. Another thing, gamers. I'm a gamer. I'm not a hardcore gamer. I'm not trying to be a esport. I play tons of games, but I take my time. But you know, I've played Call of Duty since the first one. Same with Battlefield. Back then, I've always imagined at those times, I imagine playing these battle royale type games, having a huge map and just battle it out. And today you won't see me playing any of that. Why? Because I don't have the patience to play with all these sensitive little that take these games too serious. They are nothing but whiny wannabe esport players. And I'm not talking about kids. I'm not. I understand kids acting up. They're kids. No, I'm talking about grown men and women but mostly men acting like little when did acting like a degenerate become okay when did we get to the point where my teammates or the opposing team tell me to kill myself in real life over a mistake or not taking it too serious so many gamers today are whiny entitled simps they do nothing but whine and complain and because they can hide behind a gamer tag they spew out some of the most racist I've ever heard. I asked someone recently what the hell was going on, and he defended them by just saying that it's just the way it is now. And I'm told, why don't you just mute them? From Disney changing up Jessica Rabbit for being too sexy to people breaking relationship because of politics to hardcore Star Wars fans, there are too many sensitive people out there. I think the real reason this generation is so sensitive and angry is because their music sucks. Yeah, I f- said it, but I'm gonna save that. Sh- for another time all the negative comes from envious people they hate what they can't have they envy what they can't do so they're always going to whine about everything back then it was a little hard to offend people today you could offend people by the clothes you choose to wear that has nothing to do with them and there are so many boomers people born between 1946 and 1964 and gen x people born between 1965 and 1979 these complain that millennials and gen z are too sensitive You made them that way. Boomers, you were too rough that half of your kids, the Gen X, their kids up too. Some of them physically, but mostly they really 
them mentally. The other half said, I'll never treat my kids that way and I'll love them and I'll protect them, which sounds great, but they went overboard with that political correctness. They were the ones that started over-censoring and complained about everything from a Starbucks coffee cup to saying Merry Christmas. Back in my day, we didn't get participation trophies. Well, who the f*** bought the f*** trophies, huh? Us kids didn't buy the f***. Trophies? We didn't just say, hey, we deserve a trophy even when we lose. So let's steal our parents' money and grade the f trophies and give it to ourselves. You old f bought that. By the way, I wish people born in the 80s had their own generation name because we are too young to be a Gen X and too old to be a millennial, but they put us with the f millennials. I was born in 1986 and I hate being in the same f as them. For example, the whole living with the parents thing. If you were born in the 80s and then it was time to graduate high school, it was very frowned upon if you stayed home with your parents. You would watch cartoons, growing up, movies, shows, you would listen to your friends, you would listen to the teachers, families, and guess what? They all, every single one of them, it was popular to say this, every single one of them showed and said how pathetic it was to stay at home. And I'm not you, this is how it was. Watch out and you'll see, the world ridiculed those who stayed home after high school and really did their best to make you feel like it was in my head when I graduated that I had to leave as soon as possible after graduation. That was the thing. When you turn 18, you go. That was it. Like when you were a senior year, where you're living. That's how it was growing up. But then people that were born in the 90s normalized it. Suddenly, it was cool. Dating? Doesn't matter because your friends and your girlfriends and your boyfriends stayed home too. I was worrying. When I graduated, I was worrying how I'm going to leave, how I'm going to pay rent, how I'm going to be on my own. And suddenly, after I moved out and got married, it was okay. It was cool. You can stay home. I missed the mark by a few years. What the hell? And I know some of you would be like, oh, you know, you're just pissed that you didn't get that opportunity. Yeah, I'm pissed. You know how much money I could have saved just being able to get on my feet, just staying with my parents and it was okay, not having to be pushed out, not feeling the that, that feeling that you had to go as soon as possible. There was a big hourglass just waiting, just, you know what, you got to go, you got to go, be ready, make plans, hurry up. I wish it wasn't pressure, would have taken my time. But I don't regret anything that I've done and choices that I made because it led to my life right now, which I love so much. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love where I'm at in my life. So I wouldn't change anything because it led to this moment. But like I said, us 80s babies need our own generation name. And I think we should call it Gen WTF. Anyways, today, anyone that has access to social media accounts can claim to be emotionally traumatized by something insignificant, throwing a pathetic fit at the smallest thing. They have a sense of entitlement that think that the world owes them something, even though we all know you have to put work to deserve it. These sensitive always want to argue about something. We all know someone like this. No matter what you say, they are ready to pick a fight and it's exhausting. They are closed-minded, sensitive pricks that don't want to think about the world differently or see things from someone else's point of view. They want to keep being dick faces and stick to what they know, which causes them to be so f ignorant to the world around them. They don't know the facts at all because they confuse it with opinions. And what the f is that they're not even willing to learn the facts? You can show them hard proof, but because their group says it's wrong due to the information coming from the opposing side, they have to refuse to accept it. They become personally offended by what the other side says. Clueless AOC can come out and say something that I actually agree with, but because she's a Democrat, the f 
Republicans go, go, no, 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 no. We have to do the opposite. They're hypocrites these sensitive people always want to feel important it's fine to want to feel that way but lashing out about how something made them feel just to be in the spotlight is pathetic but they have been given too much power the power of social shaming they realized that they could weaponize being snowflakes as soon as companies started withdrawing advertising those received that power and started misusing it and things got ugly real fast and when there was nothing else to complain about they started pulling from people's past companies started firing people left and right giving more power to the offended twitter has become the ultimate dumping ground for them the offended get to destroy a person or a company's reputation based on accusations whether it was real or fake this is political correctness going overboard and it's not just twitter it's everywhere on all social media platforms you see it everywhere. There are people who are always campaigning for a cause for people whom they never even met because of what? Ignorance. They even found ways to monetize being offended. Look on TikTok Live or anywhere that has live going on and you will find so many people just being overly sensitive about stupid and people that are also snowflakes are throwing money at them. Oh, me too. I feel that too. Here's money. Here's money. So that causes people to pretend to be offended because they realize there's money in it. They don't have to go anywhere to work. They could just sit there in front of the camera, complain or be offended by something and get money. I remember seeing this one woman crying about how Starbucks made her coffee too hot. And then she dropped it on herself and she's crying. I remember seeing a guy complaining about the American flag. And what was shocking is that with all these live videos that I've seen is the amount of money people were throwing at them just because they were offended. And some of these people, they're like, they create real tears. Companies that gave these idiots power should revisit their social media guidelines. Stop bending the knee to snowflakes and prep for mob retaliation. Since the education system is Companies have to teach these things to their employees. They need to educate their employees on what they should do in such situations before posting on social media. Getting into a debate against a sensitive prick because, unfortunately, those pricks have too many snowflakes behind them. Companies should not reprimand employees for speaking freely on their own time. Companies should support free expression and support the viewpoints of their employees. At the same time, the company should educate their employees to research before expressing opinions on the controversial topic. Social media training should be given just like the sexual abuse training sessions. So the social media training session should include plenty of real world examples so the employees are prepared for a potential fallout. I also think that companies should strongly encourage employers to use their real names on social media platforms. They will be held more accountable and not be able to hide behind a fake profile name. I know people will cringe at this, but that is why people do what they do. There is no accountability. So if you falsely accuse somebody, you're fine. You're protected. That's why people keep doing it. Anyways, the number one thing companies should do is to hold off firing employees because of the social media mobs. The best thing they should do is to suspend the employee for like a week and investigate a little further. Most of the time, the woke mob will move on to a new fake outrage. Companies need to come up with better policies and stop letting the mob make decisions for them. Companies, stop giving them power. These sensitive, politically correct pieces of don't realize that a lot of their it has consequences. Here's an example. 
In November 2009, a psychologist working in the U.S. Army opened fire on other troops in the base, shouting, God is great in Arabic. Thirteen people were killed. It was soon discovered that the government knew all about his radical ideologies way before this act of terrorism. They were aware of a whole bunch of emails that he had been sending to other radical individuals like him. Even the people working with him at the Army base felt uneasy working with him. But the U.S. government and the higher-ranking folks on the base had to be sensitive little They didn't want to seem offensive. They didn't want to be accused of racially profiling someone, giving more power to the offended. So guess what? They didn't take any action, and 13 people had to die because of it. This kind of happens way too often. Officials don't want the woke snowflakes to yell at them, so they ignore when they shouldn't ignore. I really think that people in the sensitive herd of are just unhappy with themselves and their lives. Like when you see people who get so angry at others who share their success on social media, I truly believe that they are jealous and they feel bad for themselves. Because why get offended by someone's success? Why get offended by someone's body? Let's say a woman is laying on the beach in her swimsuit. She is healthy, eats what is she supposed to be eating, works out. She's just relaxing on the beach, feeling good about herself. Suddenly, there's a fat woman who is disgusted with herself, who don't see that she's beautiful too, and she'll be complaining and be like, ugh, look at that woman that with that unrealistic body standard. What a slut. Then a prude woman, whether it's because of religion or their sex life sucks, that woman will be like, oh, look at that half-naked woman. How dare she? She should cover up. Then a toxic feminist will be the loudest on social media, and she'll say something like, oh, look at that woman on display for male validation. Uh, I hate men. Then a guy will say, wow, that woman is beautiful. And those three sad, sensitive women will be yelling at him for being a misogynist, toxic, and saying so much negative to him and then defend that woman that they were bashing a minute ago that's what these sensitive pricks do they're hypocritical pieces one of the things these sensitive do is blaming others for their own unhappiness it's not their fault for their failures it's not they just want a scapegoat for their unhappiness so they freak out about something simple and treat it as an outlet for that anger one of the things that they ruin is entertainment almost every single thing that i loved back then when comedy was great will never pass today too many things would be wrongly called sexist homophobic or racist hollywood has given the power to the offended or has hired the sensitive to be responsible on what goes out. So movies or seen from movies and episodes are being cut. And if they don't get cut, there is a trigger warning message so that the sensitive pricks don't go after them. When I was watching the 1953 animated Peter Pan movie on the Disney Plus, this is what the warning said. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark a conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of human experience around the globe. That's what it says. All of the old movies like Dumbo, The Jungle Book, Lady and the Tramp, and The Aristocrats have a warning too. You don't even have to watch it. You see it in the description and they'll have that trigger warning for the snowflakes. Here's what it says in the description. This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. It's insane. Why do these snowflakes have to ruin comedy too? Comedy should have no bounds. The world is f- with f- things happening all the time because of f- 
People, comedy helps us humans make things better. We have the ability to make good of any bad situation. Comedy helps us do that through laughter. Even during the radio days, comedy was key. Millions of people would gather around the radios during the wars and through the Great Depression just to laugh. Because when was f- at least they can find moments of joy. So many of my favorite stand-up comedians have been targeted by the offended. They have to censor their own material to satisfy the snowflakes. Like I said, their new power enables these entitled pricks to restrict the comedian's freedom of speech. This causes new comedians to be afraid to write the material that they really want to do. That's why I love doing this podcast. I I don't give a what people say. I don't give a what people think. I refuse to give in to those sensitive So many people, especially conservatives, blame companies like YouTube and advertisers. I will blame them for giving in to the sensitive folks, but it's not really the company's fault for all the censorship. Companies are only responding to what the public wants. Why? To protect their money. That's why they do what they do. So they have to censor. So how do you deal with people who are easily offended? The number one thing to do is to ignore them. It sounds very easy to do, but sometimes it can be the hardest, especially if you're addicted to social media. You will always see someone being ignorant and sensitive on these social media platforms. As soon as you see these dumb posts, you will feel the urge that you want to tell them the truth. You will want to set them straight. Don't. It will just turn into a huge, unnecessary argument. So you got to avoid commenting. I used to comment on everything that I found offensive, but all I did was give myself headaches. When you see that post that has you all worked up, just keep scrolling. It's great to have your own thoughts and believe, but the sensitive do not understand logic or how to debate properly. So showing those type of people your opinion is only asking for trouble. You will be tempted. They will call you names. They will try to turn people against you, but do not argue with them. Don't give them the attention. Just ignore them. They'll back off because these sensitive people want attention. So don't give it to them. Ignore them. Don't even block them. You're going to feel tempted to just block them. No, don't block them because they feel like they won if you do. They go insane when you ignore them. Trust me. You may think that so many are against you, but the reality is that there are more people that will side with you than those sensitive that try to destroy you. Arguing with these sensitive is pointless. You will not get anywhere because they will not want to listen to reason. They think they are right. Let those pathetic worry about getting validation from the world. Like I said, ignore them and you will win just by walking away and making yourself smile. I know I said to ignore them, but at the same time, you need to stand up to them, not by responding to their but by speaking your mind. As you ignore them, keep doing what you do. Keep saying what you say. Like I said, don't respond to them, but don't be afraid to post your own Don't worry about what others might say as they try to stop you from speaking your mind. Don't be a mindless robot or a sheeple. Don't give in. Be you and defend other people who are like you. Make fun of the mom's rush to judgment. Make fun of the snowflakes. And before you get butthurt because of a headline or a thumbnail, always dig for context. Think before you post. Most of the time, all of the bullshit we all see and the reason people get into trouble is that they rush and assume things. People misunderstand jokes and they look stupid because they failed at getting that 15 minutes of fame when when they try to disapprove it. Why do they fail? It's because we are all tired of those sensitive spreading misinformation. The most dangerous people are the lying snowflakes that think they're telling the truth. But what if you're like, Steven, I've done this. I'm a sensitive prick, but I don't want to be a sensitive, ignorant prick anymore. I don't want to be called a snowflake anymore. I want to change. What do I do? 
First thing I have to say is that it is okay to be offended. There are things that we should all be offended about, but you don't have to be filled with anger. You don't have to continually be offended day in and day out. You can hurt yourself mentally if you keep on with that behavior. I truly believe that being offended is not the problem. There will always be something that you will dislike. The problem with sensitive folks today is the feeling of entitlement. Many people today was never oppressed or felt what true poverty is or gone to war. So they don't know what it's like to not have everything at the ready. Because today, you can pretty much get anything you want almost instantly. Like I said, you can be offended all you want, but it does not give you the right to control how other people behave and talk. You see, if someone says, hey, Steven, you're a piece of I have every right to be offended, but that doesn't mean I can start a campaign to prevent people from saying piece of You have to understand that something offensive is subjective. What offends you might not offend me. What offends me might not offend you. It depends on the religious views, our social background, our diet, our economic background, our political affiliation, the people we surround ourselves with, where we live, how we were raised, our ethnicity, our age, and our gender. You must realize that just because you are offended by something specific, it doesn't mean that the rest of the world should be offended too. We are all unique. I don't want to live in a world where we all have to be exactly the same and have the same beliefs every thought should not be policed freedom of speech should not be policed listen if you're trying hard to prevent people from thinking a certain way from saying what they want to say or stopping them from doing anything you are being a fascist you have to stop drawing the lines between what is okay to make fun of and what is what isn't okay. You have to stop policing people's thoughts. You have to stop policing people's speech. Always being filled with anger can cause anxiety and depression. These are known to negatively affect not only your mental health, but your physical health too. It can also definitely ruin the best relationships you have had. You have to learn to pick your battles. So many things are not worth being triggered by. If someone said blue is the greatest color in the world, gave a beautiful reason as to why, but then start bashing your favorite color, saying that it's trash and only stupid people will like that color, you could be offended by that, but there is no reason to be angry and over-emotional for that. Doesn't matter what the other person says, because the reality in this example is that you don't like every color out there too. There is at least one color that makes you gag. Someone out there loves that color you hate. So don't go overboard with things that are just not worth the aggravation, not worth getting offended by. It is ridiculous to get really nuts and overly emotional by dumb sh Like when someone puts on a seatbelt when you're driving and you think it's commenting on your ability to drive or being oversensitive because a comedian made a joke or a person's skin color or when you see Steven Crowder at a college or when you're asked to show ID when Jimmy Kimball says something you don't like when you can't use an expired coupon from a decade ago when someone passes you in traffic when a politician of the opposing party wins when a movie is not woke enough when you're a fat and jealous of the skinny when you don't like how other people parent when someone don't know your pronouns stop being overly offended when you see like the american flag when someone says merry christmas when you see a mom breastfeeding in public when someone talks about freedom when you see wealthy people walking around when you see a picture of a gun when you see a video or a picture of donald trump when someone talks about jesus when someone wears a piece of clothing with a sports team the logo that you don't like when you see a dr seuss book when cnn is playing at the airport or hotel telling you don't get crazy over like that like like when someone makes fun of southerners the color of a crayon the name of a food at a restaurant the design of a, or a name of a mascot when you see straight people when someone talks about global warming when you hear fox news being little when someone demonizes your favorite politician when you see colin kaepernick showcasing another 
stunned when someone says Alex Jones is a piece of sh- when celebrities are outspoken against half of America, when you see anything NASCAR, when someone says Starbucks suck, when someone says the city or state or country you live in is sh- my point is that no matter what, there is always someone offended by something you do. Don't get offended by these dumb and there's no reason to go crazy, there's no reason to block traffic, there's no reason to riot, there's no reason to get nasty because you disagree. So you have to surround yourself with people who are not snowflakes. If you hang around confident people, you will be confident. If you hang around intelligent people, you will be intelligent. If you hang around millionaires, guess what? You're going to be a millionaire. If you hang around sheeples, you will also be a sheeple. If you hang around triggered, sensitive you will also be a sensitive prick. I choose to spend my time away from the sensitive people. I don't care if they are family or friends. I say f*** them. Why do I want to deal with those type of sensitive people that get offended by every thing that I do? These people's only mission in life is keeping people like me angry. Don't be like that. Don't use anger and being offended as a quick solution to complex problems. Giving into this kind of anger means that you don't have control over yourself. This is how you take control. First, you have to learn to research and understand the other side of the argument. It is very hard to do at first, but then it will be easy because I have learned that everyone has their own story and it's not up to me to judge quickly. You have to try to put yourself in the shoes of the person behind a statement that offended you. You have to understand that the culture in which a person grows up can lay the groundwork for politics, religious beliefs, and personality traits. The person who grows up in a culture that embraces something wrong may reject it harshly and keep that opinion until adulthood. They believe in that because they were taught to believe that. It is not always about being right or wrong. It is about the difference of opinion and how we think the world works. That person that has a different view than yours may be doing their best to be a good person, doing what they think is right from their own experience. You have to consider the character of the person who is speaking and saying things that you consider to be offensive. Are they someone that is really going to do you harm? Or do they just have a difference of opinion? Because many times it's about the approach. Many times both arguments lead to the same result. So when you think about the other person, when you put yourself in the offender's shoes, do they understand what they're talking about? Perhaps they may even know something that you don't that would cause you to change your mind. So don't be too proud to change your mind. It happens to me all the time with politics. I'll say one thing. I'll believe one thing. And somebody have good proof, a good argument. They were respectable to me. And I'm like, hmm, it made me think. And I like that in people. I like when people do that. I said this before that you have to choose your battles wisely. Ignorance is a plague on humans and that will never end. You can have all the education and opportunities in the world and learn new things, but there are people who just don't want to learn. They are too comfortable in their little circle that they've made out for themselves and they don't want to jeopardize it at all. There are people who enjoy anger and conflict. Those people really do exist. I used to be like that. For me, it was no big deal to push someone's button just to watch them rage over nothing. They were not going to convince or correct me because I didn't care to be corrected. I just wanted to with them. Not proud of being that type of person in the past, but that's how I used to be. But guess what? You just have to ignore them. Every time you choose to be offended and be very angry, you are giving away a small piece of yourself. You are burning yourself out emotionally. There is no reason to be like that. The world doesn't need people like that. The world needs people who can work 
out and make things better. Ask yourself if any good will come from taking offense and getting all worked up. Before you explode at something stupid, take a deep breath. Consider the situation. See if any good will come of it. And then choose to do something after that. You don't have to be angry and fight people all the time. When you are angry and overly emotional, you will make mistakes. And mistakes that would be hard to take back. Mistakes that can cost you. To wrap it up, I have to say that I do feel bad for all these sensitive pricks. Think about it. They are such in a bad place in life where they are hurting so much inside that they have to drag other people down. It's easy to say f*** them. It's easy to ignore them or delete their But I do feel bad. I genuinely feel bad. From when I was a fat little to now with the podcast, I've always received hate. But the way I think now is different. I feel bad. Because those who said that I sucked, who told me how fat I am, who told me how ugly I am, who called me racist, said I was stupid, I know that I'm neither of those things. Well, I am fat, but I'm not stupid. I'm not racist. I'm not ugly. But I think that for someone to say all of that, they must be going through something bad. You have to understand that happens and then you have to move on. Don't focus on the small stupid. You fall on your face. Life found a way to just say it and move the gone. I can tell you that this world would be a better place if everyone wasn't so sensitive. If you can't laugh at the jokes, things around you, or even at yourself, you won't be able to get through life. Just smile and learn to relax. Stop making the biggest deal about something small. Remember this. Not me or the people around you, physically or online, can offend you. Only you can offend yourself. Think about it. I say something that offended you. And you're sitting there thinking about what I just said. Don't be the type of person that puts so much focus on what I just said. Because you're creating an extreme feeling. And now you're offended. Because you, along with so many people out there, are trained to be a victim. When I hear people saying this offends me or that offends me, all I see are people that are admitting that they have no control over their emotions. Someone on TV, on social media, is controlling how they feel. Don't let other people, other things, control how you feel. Because those type of people, they believe that they can't change. They believe that they can't succeed at anything. If you keep thinking that way, you will always be You will always be miserable. You will never be happy. You will never be in a great relationship. You'll always be saying, they made me feel bad. No, no, no. You made yourself feel bad. One of the great habits to learn is to not take things personally. There will be many times where people can really disappoint you and drive you crazy. Like when someone cuts you off on the road or when someone doesn't pay attention where the line ends and they skip you. When a random kid bothers you at a restaurant when you're trying to enjoy a meal and the parents don't do a damn thing or when you have loud neighbors all you have to do is not be overly offended by that type of don't be offended by anything you can't change stop looking for things to be offended by and learn to put yourself in the offender's shoes sometimes that will help i promise you i do it all the time if someone says something sometimes internally i'll be upset It'll bother me. But then after a little bit and I think about it, why are they saying that? But look at the politics. Somebody could say something that offended me. But then I just think, you know what? They're only saying that because of where they choose to get their information from. So, of course, they're going to feel and think a certain way. So I respect a lot of the people's opinions. I just don't respect and don't like when they treat me like 
That's what I'm against. You have to learn that the next time someone offends you and complains about you for saying the wrong thing in public, for eating meat, for using gender pronouns, for openly supporting your favorite political party, for casually flirting with a stranger, for innocently touching another human being, for praying to your chosen deity, for earning more money than someone else, for making a simple joke, or simply because you don't identify as a non-conforming gender-fluid pansexual umbrella. Don't give in to them. Don't let them make you angry. Don't stand for it. Not for one moment. Because at the end of the day, you are only being yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being yourself. If being you offends others, come. It's their problem to deal with. Don't let them make it your problem. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the show, leave a like, leave a comment, submit a rating on iTunes, subscribe, follow, and ding our bell or whatever it is you want on the platform you're listening to this on. Just show us that how to play some love and share this wonderful podcast. If anything I said in this episode offended you in any way, we don't care. Cry to your mommy or anybody that will listen to us since it is snowflake like yourself. Just know and understand. Get ready. No one cares. Other than the music streaming service you're listening to this on, you can also find this podcast on YouTube. To our loyal listeners who made it to the end, we love you, we appreciate you, goodbye, and always remember to smile.